0: Well, hey there, and welcome to the Saints Church Glory Hills podcast. We're so happy that you joined us today. Whatever you're doing, wherever you are, we believe that God will speak to you through one of our pastors today. Let's jump in. I'm just going to read for you uh, 1 John chapter 5, verse 1 to 12 really quick, and then I just want to share a few quick things with you. But I do want to put this challenge out there. We've kind of been walking through uh, the book of First John all summer long. Next Sunday will be the conclusion. And if you really want to get an overview and understand as we kind of wrap up the conclusion... I challenge you this week, take 20 minutes and read the whole book, 1 John, from start to finish in one sitting. There's something about seeing the entire context uh, laid together and put together in one sitting, and it'll only take you about 15, 20 minutes, so I challenge you for next Sunday, come having done that, and uh, see what God speaks to you through that. Okay, here we go. 1 John chapter 5, verse 1 to 12. It says, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is a child of God, and everyone... Who loves the Father loves his children too. We know we love God's children if we love God and we obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments, and really that isn't difficult. For every child of God defeats this evil world by trusting Christ to give the victory. And the one who wins the battle against the world are the ones who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus Christ was revealed as God's Son by his baptism in water, by his shedding of blood on the cross, and not by water only, but by water and and by blood. And the Spirit also gives us testimony that this is true. So, everyone say so. So we have these three witnesses, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and all three agree. Since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the testimony that comes from God. And God has testified about His Son. All who believe in the Son of God know that this is true. Those who don't believe this are actually calling God a liar because they don't believe what God has testified about His Son. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. So whoever has God's Son has life, and whoever does not have His Son does not have life life. You know, uh, I kind of, a number of weeks into this, you get into what John is saying. I'm just going to sit because you're all sitting and we're outside and it's a little more casual today. Um, It's kind of like John's on repeat by this point. Like, have you kind of noticed week to week to week? Little children love one another. If you love God, love each other. If you love each other, but you don't love God, and if you don't love God, you don't really love each other and all these things. And it's like, uh, John doesn't have any memory loss at this point. He's not doing this because he can't remember what he wrote a couple of verses earlier. But what he's doing is he's trying to get something to sink in. And where it says in the scripture that uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, John is really trying to reiterate the core truths about what it is to be a believer and to walk with Jesus. And so he's bringing repetition, 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 and it's going over and over again. And and, and at first you don't really notice it. And then you're like, wait a minute, I've heard this before. Have you ever been in the vehicle or uh, you put some music on, but it it never happened for those of us who know what CDs or cassettes or eight tracks were. Um, But as soon as the iPod came out and we got music on our phones, uh, you, you have that little button where you don't realize maybe some of you you need your kids or grandkids to show you how to do this the same song just keeps playing over and over again because it's repeat on one song and some of you do that on purpose but I've been where I've been like working in the yard or driving and I'm like an hour later, I'm like, have I been listening to the same song for over an hour? Because it's not bad, but it's like, you just kind of, it clicks in. it's like, I've heard this before just recently. And then you realize, oh, it's been the same thing over and over again. And that's what the first book of uh, John's letters are kind of like. Because when you get to this place, uh, John, it really seems like he's repeating these things over and over again. And it's almost that this repeat mode uh some people were probably starting to get annoyed by it, but what he's really trying to do is he's trying to let us remember and let us know that if you are going to call yourself a believer, you're going to call yourself a Christian, if we're going to be those who claim to hold to the truth and that we love God and we've received Jesus, this is what it looks like. He, he actually starts reiterating three main descriptors that say this is what it looks like to be a Christian. And those descriptions are these things. He says, uh, those who love, if you're a believer, you're going to be one who loves. You're going to be one who obeys God's commands. And you're going to be one who overcomes and has victory. He says, when people look for believers, when they look for Christians, the things that they should be seeing because of what Jesus has done is a people who love, a people who are obedient to what God asks, and a people who have victory and they overcome. And now, I I want you to understand this, that even though these things come over, over, and over again, love, obedience, and victory should always be growing and a part of our lives as a believer. It doesn't mean we've perfected it. It doesn't mean that we have it all together and we do it all perfectly. But when we look at our lives and we say, I'm a follower of Jesus, what John is saying, when the difference between you and the world is that you would have a different kind of love than the world has. You would have an obedience to the things of God, which makes you love differently and look more like God. And that you have victory and you have an overcoming spirit rather than a defeatus and an overwhelmed spirit all the time. Because you are in victory and you are overcoming in your relationship with Jesus. Now, here's what I want you to know today. And this is going to be really quick today. I want you to know three things about these descriptors. These descriptors that classify us as Christians, as believers. Number one, these descriptors were meant to be a... Sorry. I don't always preach without notes. What you need to know about these descriptors, love, obedience and victory, is that they are a marker of your life, they are not a measuring stick. See, John was worried that people were going to start twisting his words and saying, okay, if you love God, you'll love others. If you uh, love God, you'll be obedient to his commands. Uh, If you uh, are in the love of God, you will have victory over the world. And then he was worried. This, This is why he kept repeating it. He kept saying these things because he knew what happens in church well, I'm a better Christian than they are because I love God better than they do. I love people better than they do. And people started using these things as measuring sticks of who was a better Christian and a better person of faith. No, 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 this is not what it was about. This was about the distinction between us and the world. Not a measuring stick between you and your neighbor and who's an A-class Christian or a B-class Christian or or what you think about them or not. The reality is, is if we are going to call ourselves those who love God and worship Him and serve Him, every single one of us will be at a different stage of the journey. But are we growing in our love for God and others? Are we growing in our obedience towards Him and our desire to obey His commands? And are we actually growing in the victory and being overcomers? Why? Because Jesus has paved the way for us. This is not so you can look at your neighbor and be like, well, compared to them, I'm a good Christian, and to them, I'm not a great Christian, but I'm not the worst Christian. And he knew we would get so bound in this. And he says, children, let's, let's get this back to the right frame of mind and understand that I'm not trying to tell you to strive for these things, to be better than other people. What I'm telling you is, is when you look at your relationship between you and God, do these things mark your life? And even if you're not perfect in them, don't let them condemn and defeat you. Just let God grow these things in your life because this is what he wants to do. So let's remember that when it comes to love, obedience and victory, they are to be markers, not a measuring stick in our lives. But the other thing I want you to know is this, is that these things happen as an effect of our faith, not because we work up some faith and we make it happen on our own. We have a lot of people that are striving and they're trying to make things happen and they're trying to believe better and they're trying to have more faith and they're trying to get it all right. And they're saying, if I had more faith, I could love better. If I had more faith, it'd be easier to be obedient. If I had more faith, I could do this and that. No, no, no. These are an effect of the faith that we have in Jesus Christ. John is not talking about your measures and levels of faith, like faith like a mustard seed and let it grow. We all need to grow in faith. But he is saying that you can be a person who demonstrates and describes and walks in love, obedience, and victory. Why? Because of the faith that you have in Jesus Christ. If you go back to verse 1 and verse 5, it says this is the faith that we have, that we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Any faith that does not declare that Jesus came was fully God, fully divine, that he was the son of God, that he made a way for us, that he paved the way for us, that he demonstrated his love for us first. Any faith or religion that denies that fact, this is where John's saying they're calling God a liar. Because this is the faith that we have. The faith that we have is not that we can somehow wake up every morning and feel good about ourselves and our decision to follow Jesus. There will be mornings you wake up and you wonder, am I even a Christian because I struggle in so many areas? But what you lean into is saying, God, these things need to grow in my life because the effect of the faith that I have in Jesus Christ makes me want to love you more, love others more. It helps me to be obedient when I'm weak, when I struggle. It helps me hold to victory when I don't. Don't have it within myself. You see, this is a qualification and effect of the faith. Church, the true power of our faith is grounded in the fact that we trust Jesus is the Son of God. See, your love for God and your love for others only works because of your faith in the fact that God loved you first. You trust in the fact that God so loved you that he sent his Son. And when you were far from God, he loved you First, So we can be marked by love because we put our faith in the love of God first. Obedience comes because we have a response to God where we say, God, if you love me so much, my heart and my desire is to obey your commands because my faith drives me to believe that because you did this for me, God, I can become who you say I can become and I can follow your ways and I can be obedient. And out of my love for you, I will return obedience towards your word and the things that you ask me for. You ever tried to be obedient just for the sake of being obedient, not out of relationship? It doesn't last very long, right? That's why we all drive so many kilometers over the speed limit. Everyone's got their threshold because rules and laws, they mean something till it's like they mean nothing until I have a relationship with a police officer beside me and telling me that I got to pay uh, so many dollars or go see a judge at the courthouse and start a new relationship with him. Your obedience to God doesn't work like that. It doesn't like work out and saying, okay, grow in your faith, be obedient to God, and maybe then He'll love you. No, 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 we're obedient to God because He loved us first, and we say, man, God, if you love me like that, even when I make mistakes, even when I'm a sinner, out of my love for you, I'm going to do everything I can to obey your word, to grow in my faith, because the faith I have tells me that in Jesus Christ, even when I'm not perfect, I'm secure and I'm saved because of who Jesus Christ is. Victory does not come by working up some sort of right believing in the present. You ever been in that situation where you're like, I need to overcome this thought. I need to overcome this emotion. I need to overcome this situation. And we think if I get enough things in order and I do it right and I work it up within myself, I could have victory over the situation and I can walk around and be like, I'm great. I'm fine. Everything's good in Jesus' name. I'm blessed and highly favored. All those things. And you are. But you're also lying through your teeth some days because you don't feel that way all the time and what i want to show you about victory being a marker in your life as a believer is the fact that victory doesn't mean you won't struggle victory means you just know the outcome we are overcomers because of our faith in jesus christ because he wants us to have victory over the world he says little children they will know you're mine or you are my children when you have victory to overcome this evil world. So how are you going to overcome the world? You're not going to do it by stirring up enough faith within yourself and being a good person and a strong person and a bold person. You're going to do it by putting your faith in Jesus who loved you and gave himself for you. And like Paul says, so now the life we live, we're going to live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So I don't have to overcome the world with my own emotions and my own feelings. I'm going to overcome the world Because my faith is in Jesus who already secured it. See, victory in this statement, faith is present tense. But the tense they use for victory is actually the past tense. It's, you are my children. Let me just read this verse. He says this. He says, for every child of God defeats this evil world by trusting Christ to give the victory. And the one who wins the battle against the worlds are the ones who believe that Jesus is the son of God. It says in some translations that the ones who overcome, they overcome. It's past tense. They overcome because their faith is in the one who defeated everything that we face on the cross. Not because you don't face a struggle tomorrow or you don't struggle with the things that you have a hard time dealing with. It's because your faith is in Jesus and he already won the victory. So as believers, John's trying to remind us This is what should describe your life, that you are a people who love because your faith is in the Son of God who loved you first, that you should be a people who is obedient because out of relationship and your love for God, you want to display obedience and reciprocate the love that God has for you. That you can be victorious and you can overcome anything you face in this life. Not because you have to do it in yourself in some radical believism or positive confession or manifest it or whatever words we want to use these days. No, no. We don't overcome because of any of those things. We overcome because we have secured and anchored and placed our faith in Jesus, the one who came, lived and died and secured the victory for us. And this is the ultimate reality. This is not some pie-in-the-sky theology that should leave us hoping and dreaming. It is actually the anchor that leads us forward one step at a time every day as we follow Jesus. And so as the band comes back up, I want you to know one last thing. That if we're going to be a people that are marked by love, by obedience, by victory, all of these things are anchored... In three aspects of the gospel. And John finishes up the book by saying this. He said, if you're going to be a believer, you're going to call yourself a Christian. What separates you from the world? He's gonna say, he says this, he says, he says I'm going to challenge you to be a people who loves and grows in love. Because this is what happens when faith starts working in our life. Your obedience grows as your faith in Jesus becomes real and evidence. Your your victory and your overcoming of the world grows because why? Because your faith is in Jesus. And it says this, in a time where people could believe whatever they wanted. It's amazing that I'm reading statements like this in commentaries that were written probably 20, 30 years ago. But they're talking about it in John's day in Ephesus saying that there was an absence of absolute truth. So people in the time of John in in, in Ephesus were starting to say, uh, in Antioch, they were starting to say this. They were starting to say to people, well, that's okay if that's true for you. But what if I don't believe that? And Christians were getting very confused. Well, if I can't believe right, if I can't love right, if I can't work this up on my own, maybe I'm not really saved. Maybe I'm not really doing what God's called me to do. And John says, no, 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 let's get back to the truth. And the truth is in the testimony that we believed is that God sent his son and the faith that causes us to overcome, to be obedient, to love is grounded in the fact that Jesus loved us. He gave himself for us. He died for us. And then he goes on to say this and he goes, and we have three witnesses. It's a sure thing. We have three witnesses. We have the spirit, the water, and the blood. It says Jesus was baptized to show that he came to open the door to a new path and a new future for those who would believe in him. He went to the cross and he shed his blood for every piece of misinformation and obstruction and desire and thing that we think we can never overcome because on the cross, he said, if you would give your sin to me, if you would let me pay the price for it, I will wash you clean and I will welcome you into my father's house. And it says that he sent the Holy Spirit, an advocate, a helper to remind us to keep us believing. That you're not in this on your own, you're not walking by yourself, you're actually living out a life that is growing in love, it's growing in obedience, it's growing in victory. Why? Because you anchored your faith in Jesus through His shed blood on the cross, through the water of baptism where you said, my life is not my own, I'm going to identify with Jesus where I put my old life aside and I'm going to live the way God's called me to live. Guess what that is? Obedience. And I don't have to do it on my own each and every day. Why? Because the Spirit of God lives inside of me and He's leading me forward and He's calling me closer to Him. And church, this is why we do what we do because there is a distinction between us and the world and the things of the world, but the gospel is powerful and it is effective and it can call people out and it can bring them into a salvation that they never thought they could have. When they say things like, I don't know if I could love enough, I don't know if I could believe enough, I don't know if I could be good enough, we say this, we say, you don't have to. What you do is you put your faith in Jesus who did it for you. And then you trust Him and love Him and follow Him one step at a time. Amen. Let's stand this morning and I'm just going to pray. I'm to pray that God stirs our hearts today because we've heard some incredible stories of baptism and testimonies. And I think the word was just fitting today to remind us that God wants to mark our lives to be different, not because we do it on our own and work it up within ourselves, but because we're truly transformed and changed by Jesus and who he is and what he's done for us. And that'll change the way we leave this place and the way we interact with our neighbors and our family and our friends. So Heavenly Father, I thank you today that we can come back to these simple moments with powerful truths. I thank you that we can come back to Church on the lawn and remind us that we didn't do this on our own, but you brought us here. God, let that be a reminder in our lives that we can't do it on our own, but we can do it because we've anchored our hope and our life and our faith in Jesus. And because of Jesus, the door is open. Because of Jesus, people can come experience you. Because of Jesus, I can see victory in my tomorrow because you have overcome the world and I'm just walking with you until I see the fullness of it. So Jesus I pray a blessing over every individual every child, every family here today that their life would be marked by their faith in you. That they would grow in love that they would grow in obedience and they would grow in victory not because they can do it on their own but because they've said we have put our trust in Jesus and everybody said Amen, amen, amen. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or are looking to get connected in any further way, head to saintschurch.ca, and we would love to meet you.